Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Innovation Tech Talks presented to you by Omron, a leader in healthcare technology. I'm your host, Corey Knowles. Today's podcast will be an interesting chat because we're diving in with Nathaniel Jewell of Recess. Nate helped negotiate the Apple Watch and Nike deal when it launched and led the finance side of the Apple Watch global rollout at resale partners around the world. Today we're going to discuss how he went from from Apple and that level of negotiation to the introduction of his new platform, Recess, an innovative platform for the future of fitness. Uh, how you doing today, Nate? Good to meet you, man. I'm doing well, Corey. Nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on the show today. You bet, man. We're, we're excited about it. It'll be a good one. Um, I guess to start out, can you kind of introduce the listeners to yourself and share a little about who you are, your background? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as you said, uh, Nathaniel Jewell, uh, most call me Nate, so you can call me Nate uh, if you like a little bit easier. Uh, you know, I'm from the Northeast. So the first thing I always like to say is I'm a big Boston sports fan, you know, Patriots, <laughs> Tom Brady, Red Sox, you know, so hopefully you don't alienate too many listeners with that. I'm a and Cardinals then, fan, so I won't hold oh, it against you. <laughs> I was at that. Uh, I was at, I was at one of those games. I can't remember which game. So was I. The World Series. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so so from from there, very, very northeast in many ways. But uh, you know, spent part of my time at GE, then Deloitte, then finally made my way to Apple, which you mentioned. Um, was out on the West Coast for a number of years, and and now I probably identify more uh, with that with that probably lifestyle and everything than I do the Northeast. And then finally ventured off of big company, went to a couple startups, and then launched actually Drift, which was a fitness studio, which we then pivoted into Recess, um, which is where Recess came about, and. As you can imagine, uh, probably by being in a fitness company, I love fitness and health and wellness. It's always been integral to my life. And the fact I get to do it every day is, I mean, I don't feel like I'm working. You know, it's just a passion. Yeah. So all. Oh, man, that's the best. You have quite the impressive resume, you know, bouncing from <laughs> working with startups and then the Apple deal. What was, uh, Marlon talked that up a lot. What was your role in the Apple Nike deal? Uh, well, I mean, as you can imagine, uh, those two big companies, there's an army of people um, working working on everything. Um, I had the opportunity to, to, to work on some of the negotiations. So with, with Apple and Nike, um, a big piece of it was the Nike app on the watch, but also the Nike bands. So I was focused yeah. on the Nike bands, um, which is something, you know, Nike doesn't do a whole lot. I'm sorry, Apple doesn't do a whole lot of on, on the partnership yeah. side. So I was I was brought in kind of um, later on that, um, just given some people at the company had left. So when people leave, you kind of get bigger responsibilities. So that's always fun, and oh, yeah. it was it was cool uh, working on it, kind of seeing a little bit about how Nike operated. I got to the Nike campus, um, and wow, what a gorgeous campus they have up there in Oregon, um, in Portland. So it's 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 really cool, and you know, seeing how they operate that team, how how Apple, and just how those two big iconic you know brands work together. Um, I'm bringing the Apple Watch to market and, and how the Nike played a big piece of that. Um, so, yeah, really fortunate to have done that. It, it definitely influenced me in a lot of ways, um, obvious, and then probably on a subconscious level, too, as I continued on my journey to startups and then my own thing. Let's talk about Recess a little bit here. Can you explain a little bit about what the platform is and how it works? Sure. It, the, the easiest you know, way for most to probably understand it is if I use this word, which is almost uh, sacrilege to use inside the company, which is a marketplace. That's probably the easiest, quickest thing. But, but what it really is, is it's two products in one. So on one side of the product is we have a B2B product for creators, fit pro creators, studios, and it, it powers their entire business, booking, payment, 
marketing emails, everything they need to run their business, video, tech, all of it. it they can use Recess to, to teach in real life classes, online classes, et cetera. And then on the consumer side, if you're looking for that new workout, you're looking for that new coach, that new studio, you can come to Recess and answer some questions. We match you. We really match you with who we think is going to be the best because we want to create that personalized experience. So that's why it's not a marketplace. It's really more wellness curated is kind of how we like to think about it. Um, so it's two sides. There's a B2B side, there's a B2C side, and there's also, to me, that third B2B2C. Um, and it is all about fitness. Uh, right now, you can do you know, live fitness classes online and real-life fitness classes, on-demand videos. There's this personal training. And there's also everything from HIT to yoga to kettlebells to pole dancing to boxing to you name it. Um, it will be on there. You'll find the instructor you want, the music you like, the, the class you like. I mean, it's it's we're building one of the, the tenets of what we're doing is trying to build the most accessible and inclusive um, wellness experience out there. Oh wow, that's a that's a lofty plan. That's uh, <laughs> it's it's Too fascinating big. though. <laughs> Too big, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, go big or go home, right, Corey? I and mean, that's the way. That's right. It. That's that's how you do it. You know, if you're gonna go, you got to go all in. Well, we'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsors at Omron Healthcare. Today's episode of Innovation Tech Talks is brought to you by Omron. Omron is a world leader in technology designed to solve social issues, improve lives, and build a better tomorrow. They serve a range of industries which utilize their technologies to innovate and grow factory automation, healthcare, mobility, and energy management. In the industrial automation business, Omron technology demonstrates the power of machines to unleash human potential, pursuing the ideal in automation in which people and machines are working together in harmony. Omron provides sensing, control, safety, vision, motion, and robotics technologies for the automotive, food and beverage packaging, semiconductor, electronics, life sciences, and infrastructure industries. For over 80 years, Omron has helped industrial businesses maximize potential by solving problems with creativity. Learn more, go to automation.omron.com. So what is your overall vision from the company, what do you, what is it you really want to accomplish the problem you want to solve? That it's, it's a, I don't even call it a problem uh, so much as an opportunity. Um, Health and wellness is a $5 trillion industry today, globally. And that's massive. It's a massive industry. And I actually think it's tiny. I think it's nascent. I think it hasn't even begun because the way wellness has been approached today is you have fitness. It's in its own little bucket. You have nutrition, it's in its own little bucket. You have sleep, you have mindfulness, you have all these things that are disparate. There's nothing yeah. bringing them all together. So there's nothing in the middle saying, how do we bring it all? So as a consumer, you're like, all right, I'm going to Google this for nutrition. I'm going to go over here for my mindfulness. I'm going to go over here for my fitness. And you're, you're using tons of services and trying to find things. And as creators, you don't really know what your your client is doing. You know, where are they, where are they going to get their sleep or their nutrition if they're working out with me? So what we're really trying to do within health and wellness is, People want to do more when it comes to their health and wellness. They want to live healthier lives, happier lives, longer lives. Um, and they're trying to, to incorporate all these different elements of health and wellness. And they don't really know where to go. There's only one-stop shop. So how can we connect consumers and bring them to a place that helps them create a customized, personalized, if you will, wellness plan? And that plan's going to change in their 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, are they a mom that's pregnant? Do they have kids? Do they have an injury? Whatever it is that what you need in your life changes along the way. And how do we meet them in every aspect of that? And that's really hard. Uh, No one's done it. No one's tried to do it. Um, And it's really kind of building a whole new category within health and wellness. And I think as health and wellness starts to evolve and people take more control and ownership over their health and wellness journey, 
five trillion is going to be twenty trillion in ten years. And it's not about the dollars; it's about the impact that we can make. If if health and wealth is a twenty trillion dollar industry, that means people are living happy, happier lives, healthier lives. They're taking care of themselves, and we believe that we can have a huge impact on that. Um, but we're not focused on any demographic of person or any type of person. Like not trying to create a hardware product that's super high end. We want to be very accessible for everybody. You know, whether you you're kind of just looking for something baseline that's really inexpensive, or you want that really personalized high end experience, we're, we're going to try to meet you there. Wow, that's really interesting because you're right. I've 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 noticed that before that there's not a centralized place you can go to be like, Hey, listen, I've got this and this and this, how can I make these all work together? What can I do that benefits everything? And instead it winds up being a pretty mishmash approach of you've got a doctor over here and a guy you go to over here for this and back and forth. Um, so the idea is to kind of put all that under one roof. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, on top of that, um, people, you know, wearables and, and everything they're using, you have all this data. And people are starting to understand how to use the data, but not really. So I, what I think, you know, building for the future, we have to try to solve things for people that are, you know, 50 and over, 40 and over, 30 and over. But we also try to solve things for people that are, gonna, that are 10 years old right now that are going to yeah. be, you know, 20 and 30 and, you know, in a couple of decades. And how are they living their lives? And what we see is Gen Z, um, 20% of our users are Gen Z. So we're already appealing to, you know, younger, younger population, which is great. Um, but 50% of, yeah, it's huge. Uh, 50% of Gen Z has a wearable. I mean, that's huge right there. Like they're yeah. wearing the Whoop, the Oura Ring, the Apple Watch. Then of them, 50% of them say, I want personalized recommendations based on this device on my wrist or my finger or whatever it is. And they aren't getting that. So how can yeah. we take that data? And then how do we have a, uh, a platform, an ecosystem that has sleep experts and materials and whatever it is, mindfulness, fitness courses, eating plans, you know, all those things. We say, okay, based on your data, based on what you're telling us you want, we're going to create this customized plan that says, all right, you know what? You need to start with working out three times a week and that's it. Or you might need to start with working out four times a week and actually doing some mindfulness or let's connect you with this nutrition coach. So really bringing all of that together um, is the future, I think, where we're going and what we're trying to build. Wow. Well, you know, I talked to a, a doctor a while back who talked a little bit about that issue and about the idea that all of these people have these wearables and these various health things, but that data goes nowhere. And that the key <laughs> is we should be harvesting that somehow for ourselves and, you know, getting that information into the hands of doctors, trainers, people in your life who can help you learn from it, see your, your strengths, your weaknesses, and, and use that data to learn what it is that you specifically need. So do they take some of that into account? Yeah, we uh, that that's that's the definitely the vision there. Right now, we aren't sucking in like the Apple Watch data. Um, we're, yeah. we're taking it through a personalized quiz and kind of onboarding session. Um, cool. But as we start to bring in all that data, it, it's how do you create those personalized recommendations? Now, of course, you're you're taking personal data, so you need the people yeah. to say, "Hey, it's okay taking my data." And then you also have to be very responsible with how you're interpreting that data because that's health data. Um, yeah. You know, how are you going to use that now? If it's health data around how many times I work out a week, that's different. Then are you also mm -hmm. going to do something with the heart rate data or any of the other stuff? So you have to be careful with how you're doing it and doing it in a really responsible way. But there's so much information that's being captured right now. And as these devices get more and more advanced, the amount of information is just going to you know, grow exponentially. And there's going to be a lot of power in the companies um, and the products that can take all of that 
interpret that, match that with these creators to really create, you know, the services you need, the products you need, the experiences you need to make the most out of all of it. And then ultimately to just live the life that you want to live, whatever that may look like. In putting this together, how did, where did the idea come from? Did it, and how did you start from scratch and get this all put together? The, uh, you know, the idea originally was uh, something we were doing called Drift which was a fitness studio. Um, it was a 40-person studio. We launched it in August of 2019, uh, and it was on wheels. Uh, we built this, oh, wow. it was this huge thing that we would pull up to the, San, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and it would open up and create a 40-person studio like on the spot. I mean, it was wild. No one's ever seen anything like this. And it started there, and then that's August 2019. Well, just fast forward a few months, March of 2020, and COVID happens. And so the whole world shuts down. So we had to shut down our studio. And uh, that wasn't the plan, obviously. Uh, but in shutting down our studio, we did the Zoom thing like everyone else. And doing the Zoom thing, we're like, all right, you know, we're online. You know, our instructors are, are using Zoom. But there are all these other instructors who have nothing because their businesses or their studios shut down. So we said, if anyone wants to use our Zoom account, anyone wants to use our booking software, come over, like teach your classes. That's fine. And we had a lot of people do that. And then yeah. having people do that, we said, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to probably build a product here. Now, we weren't the only ones with that idea. It's not, not a genius idea. Lots of people did it, but we approached it very differently and we went and launched Recess, um, which we talked about, and we launched that in August of 2020. And when we launched it, we took a little bit of a contrarian approach where we kept it very small at first. So we had a wait list for the creators. We only let so many in because we wanted to learn from them. We understand their behaviors. You know, We made assumptions on the features we thought they would need. And some of those features were spot on, others they didn't use and we needed to build new ones. So we spent a year, you know, slowly growing and, and listening and learning. And then in October 2021, we um, decided to go on a project to rebuild the whole product from the ground up. And we actually just launched it yesterday, um, May 16th, on um, our wow. brand new kind of, we call it Dashboard 2.0 for, for all the creators. And it's been a year and a half of learnings. And, and now I have to say that we've launched an Apple-like enterprise experience for, for the creators. It's something that um, is, is unlike any of the products out there. And it's been a journey and it's been a journey out of just my love for, for fitness, but also my passion that creators are the reason that people want to work out, you know, when it comes to fitness, yeah. it's these, it's these instructors that you follow, that motivate you, um, that you build these communities with, and they're the secret sauce. And without them, we, yeah. we don't exist. Peloton doesn't exist. None of these businesses exist. Um, so how do we just help them and empower them to, to be who they want to be and build these businesses and grow these businesses? Wow. So without COVID, this might not be what you're doing right now. That's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, it was a blessing and a curse, right? In many ways. And I, I think many businesses were, were formed out of COVID. And I think we pivoted as a result. And uh, I'll say we, we would not have been able to do recess without drift, you know, being in fitness and, and meeting the instructors and kind of being in the thick of it. Um, but without COVID, we, yeah, we probably put one in a pivoted recess, but you could also argue there wouldn't have been the need. And yeah. COVID accelerated this idea of, of, of what I like to call omni-channel, uh, working yeah. out, not, it's not working out at home. It's not working out in real life. It's omni-channel. Like who knows where you're going to be and what you want to consume. Give me a hotel room, your apartment, the gym, whatever it is. And it accelerated that. And a lot of people right now, uh, I was talking to someone else and they're like, oh, the bubble burst. You know, they didn't say that, but they're saying articles say the bubble burst for at home. And it's like, well, sure. But people living in their home 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, wasn't going to happen like forever. So yeah. did the bubble burst maybe, but what really happened is COVID accelerated the idea 
that you can do things and live a different life than we had been living for a hundred years of going to the office five days a week and, and being tethered to a desk and having to work, you know, work around all that. And it, it, as we look forward, the acceleration, sure, bubble burst, but the trajectory is still there. Like it went yeah. up really fast, came down a little bit, but it's going to go back up. And I think that's what we're, we're thinking about and how we think long term. Um, but yeah, sorry, it was a long answer to the comment that, you know, we won't be here without COVID, uh, but you're absolutely right and, and lucky for it in, in many ways. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it kind of, it, it's not that there wasn't a need before. I mean, for so many people trying to find time to get off of work, finish dinner, do this, go to the gym for an hour, two hours, whatever your, whatever your average session is. It isn't easy. I mean, you know, I've fallen into that trap before I had, I've had a gym membership. We, we canceled one a year ago because I realized I hadn't been in like six months. I'm like, I'm paying these people for nothing, but there's a guilt attached with canceling it that you're giving up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this idea of at least having that option when you're at home or when you're on the road to be able to work with the same trainer you work with all the time from a hotel room in Paris or wherever you have, might happen to be, that's, that's a neat angle. Yeah. Picking a trainer is, is, is such a crucial thing to find that right person who works with your chemistry, uh, with experience and needs like yours or vice versa. How do you even begin to do that on a larger scale, like with recess? It, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's a hard problem. What everyone wants is different. Um, so one is we, we, we fairly intimately know all the trainers on the platform, the creators on the platform. So we know who they are and, and what their specialties are and what they're looking for and um, how they go about teaching. And then when we onboard new consumers, so there's two ways that a consumer might come in. They might know the instructor. So they're working out that instructor and that's great. But we also try to source, you know, new consumers to match them with the trainers, which you're alluding to. And when they come in, we ask them a series of questions. You know, how, how often do you work out? Do you even work out? When do you like to work out? Is there a style that you like? Is there a duration that you like? And based on all that, we'll recommend three people. We're like, all right, these three people we think might work. We also we also give you this um, membership, to tr- like a trial membership. Like, hey, pay for this membership for a month as a way to bounce around and try some tr- trainers and instructors on the platform. After that month, usually after one month, sometimes after two, you find somebody. And then we're like, all right, get rid of our membership. Now go buy that membership from, from Sydney or from Caroline or from Sam or whoever it is. Um, so it's, you know, this filter and, and kind of, variety and experiences you're trying to just navigate through and we get smarter every day as more users use the platform we can hone in the algorithm and understand them a little bit better and and really curate that experience and get it right um, almost every time that's impressive i I, i've always thought that's got to be a tricky process and i imagine doing it on a larger scale with more and more trainers and more and more users that's it's really interesting so the trainers are able to set up you're essentially subscribing to that trainer correct? That's yeah. So that's the kind of end end goal that we get you to. You might come into recess and subscribe to quote unquote recess for a month. That's so you can try. We ultimately get you to that trainer. So then the trainers, they all set their own prices, their own drop-in rates for working out with them, their own, you know, video prices, their own memberships. So you're subscribing directly to that trainer. And, And something that's very different about us from every other business model out there in the fitness space is, uh, any trainer that or instructor studio that uses recess keeps a hundred percent of what they charge. So they charge a hundred bucks a month. They get a hundred dollars in their bank account, um, which is something that's unheard of. And it kind of goes to our ethos of just, we're trying to build for the creators because uh, we know if we do that, uh, the rest will kind of 
come to fruition. Does the training encompass things like even helping counseling you on recovery methods and prep in between? I mean, even some nutrition training, things like that as well? Yeah, it depends on the, the trainer. Um, there's definitely classes and, and um, instructional videos and stuff strictly around mobility, um, stretching, um, recovery uh, is definitely there. Some trainers incorporate it into the, the workouts as well. Um, some will do personal training, so that's something you want to focus on. Um, on the nutrition side, it's not a vertical we've leaned into yet. Uh, we will, obviously, because it's part of the, the big vision. Um, but some trainers do are, are health coaches, so they do nutrition. So they'll have clients that they have private memberships with clients where they'll do all the, the workouts, plus they'll do nutrition consulting once a week, making sure that they're tracking all their foods and things like that. So um, yeah, it really comes down to the individual instructor or trainer on the platform. Uh, well, I guess where can users go to find out more about Recess? I mean, to learn more about the product and about what you guys are doing and dive in. Well, well, obviously just recess.tv. That's our URL. So that's uh, pretty easy. Um, you know, if you want to follow us on, on the business side of things, uh, LinkedIn is always a good, good spot to kind of see some of our updates. And then on the consumer front, or if you're a creator, there's our Instagram, we recess, and also our TikTok, and you know we're always posting things there. And we do a lot of webinars uh, and education events for the creators, and then we do lots of contests and partnerships and things like that for the consumers uh, on social to keep it fun too. Cool. Well, Nate, thanks so much, man, for taking some time out of your schedule today to come chat with us. Uh, it's it's been a fun one. I've learned a lot. Thanks, Corey. I appreciate being here. I had a great time chatting with you. Absolutely. Uh, everyone, if you would make sure to follow Innovation Tech Talks on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts and grab a copy of Innovation in Tech Today magazine at your local newsstand. Otherwise, we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for watching.